Hello and welcome to the podcast for Christ Community Church in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. My name is Lee Younger. I'm one of the pastors here, and this is a message I gave on Sunday morning, August 22nd, 2021, from the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 14. Hey, we will be in the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 14, if you would like to follow along. And we are still talking about the real Jesus, that I want to know who Jesus really is, what he really cares about, what he really thinks about me. I don't need anybody's additives or subtractions from that. And and one of my problems in thinking about the real Jesus is that even though I know him and even though I do believe in him, there are times when I don't recognize him. I don't remember him sometimes. Sometimes, even though I know him and believe in him, sometimes I flat out don't believe in him very much. And I don't know if I'm the only person like that in in this room, but Rob's nodding at me and I'm thankful for that. I I appreciate that because I I don't want to be the only one. Thank you. Um, (laughs) You're helping me. Um, But I I do want to kind of get us all on the same page. So I have a couple questions and I want to have a little crowd participation. So so Rob's not by himself on an island right here. If you, I'm going to ask you a question. If it's a yes for you, give us a yes or an amen or something like that. Okay, here we go. Do you ever feel things that wind up not being true? Yes. Okay, here's another one. That was awesome. You guys are great. <laughs> here comes another one. Do you ever believe the untrue feelings more than just about anything else? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think we, we feel stuff that sometimes you feel stuff and, and it's right on the money. Your instincts are right. They're true and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes you feel stuff and it's flat out wrong. But my problem is I believe the wrong feelings as if they are just straight up the gospel truth. And because of that, sometimes I don't recognize Jesus. Sometimes I don't see him for who he is because I believe the wrong feelings. Um, sometimes there's something that there's something that is truer than the things that I feel, but I can't see it and I can't get down with that because I just believe my lying feelings. Here's the question: What do you do when your feelings are big fat liars? And how do you recognize that and deal with it? My problem is when I start to believe lying feelings, it's just like Jesus gets obscured for me. I I just can't see him for who he is. I can't hear his words the right way. I can't believe the things I'm supposed to believe about him. And I want to show you a moment in scripture that that happened just like that. And it's in, like I said, Matthew chapter 14. We're going to look at this together. And real quick, uh, another couple of questions. When, when When you're in that situation, like things start to go sideways in your life. You're in a tough situation, something you didn't want to be in. It's harder than you hoped it was going to be. Does anybody just get automatically afraid? Just like afraid. In the midst of that, does anybody get overwhelmed by that? Does anybody ever automatically think, I did this, I did something to cause this? Like this is my fault in some way. Um, Like I am not only in a situation where I'm afraid and I'm overwhelmed, but I'm sure I probably deserve it too. So um, we're going to look at something that happened to the disciples. Very familiar story if you've been around this stuff for a while. Matthew chapter 14, where we're going to pick up is right after Jesus fed thousands of people with a kid's sack lunch. And um, right after that, he dismisses his boys, puts them in a boat out on the Sea of Galilee. Here we go. Verse 22. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. 
After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. So here we are again with the disciples on the Sea of Galilee in the middle of a storm. Now, the last time they were in this situation, Jesus is in the boat with them. So all they had to do was wake him up and like, dude, this is no time for sleeping. Wake up and we've we got to do something. We're going to die. This time, Jesus is not with them. They're in, a, in the boat on the same sea in a, in a storm again. But Jesus is up on a mountainside and he can see the whole thing. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. And we're going to hit pause there, and we're going to leave the disciples screaming in the middle of the night in the storm in a boat. It's a ghost, and then they just start screaming. And I imagine them like, like just kind of running around, bumping into each other, the whole thing. So that's where we're going to leave those guys for just a minute. In one sense, you look at this and you're like, a ghost? That's the first place your mind went was a ghost. Like a ghost is out to haunt you in the middle of a storm, in the middle of the night, in the dark. It's a ghost. And you're like, why would you go there? But to be honest, there's a couple of reasons why I can get it. First of all, I've had, <laughs> I've had some weird moments in this building where like I've been here by myself, like super early in the morning. It's dark outside. One time I was over there where uh, Kathy and Dan are sitting and I was reading and it was like way before the sun came up. And all of a sudden, a, I heard a song playing. And I was like, no, that's not good. Like, <laughs> nobody else is here. And so I followed the, the sound of the song. And in that kitchen, there was a CD player. And a CD was spinning. And a song was playing in the CD player. And I was like, it's a ghost. <laughs> now. Of course, that's where my mind goes immediately instead of, you know, the Marine Corps of Engineers built this building in 12 hours 78 years ago. So some funky stuff is going to happen every now and then with the wiring. But like my mind was like, I'm probably being haunted by a ghost, even though the CD was like Randall Good Games, like songs from the Bible, you know. So like if a ghost had started that CD, they were probably like, I can't stay here. Like, you know, it's just like cleanse the kitchen immediately. But but that's where your mind, it's like, if some noise, you don't know what it is, it's like immediately, I'm probably being personally haunted by a, by a you know, a departed spirit. Um, some shadow you can't explain. I was reading an article, most people, like noises that they don't know, uh, shadows they can't explain, um, objects that move from where you last placed them, which I was like, I remember for a while there, for a couple of years, our kids wanted the elf on a shelf thing. And now I've got like, it's like not only no, I'm not spending that much money on a stuffed animal, but also too, apparently they're ghosts. So like, it's like, it's a ghost that's moving it around. So I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to do that. But that's what people assume. If an object wasn't where you last placed it, I'm probably being haunted by a ghost. And also this one was weird. Uh, when there's weird temperature shifts in a space, like you're walking along and then all of a sudden it's too warm right there. And then people are like, it's probably a ghost. Like, what I gathered from this thing and what this psychological article said is basically anything people can't explain, they automatically assume a departed spirit is haunting them. <laughs> so that's where the disciples are. And I kind of get that because we are in a room full of people who said, yeah, when stuff goes sideways, one, I get afraid, two, I feel a little overwhelmed. And a lot of times I assume it's because of something I did. 
I'm being punished in some way. I'm, I'm being haunted in some way. A ghost is like, in our minds, it's like this kind of person that is permanently frozen in this tragic moment, and it's probably my fault in some way. And that's where these guys are. They're like, everything is going sideways. I don't know what's happening in my life. We're probably doomed, and, it's, and now Jesus is after me as a departed spirit. Jesus is a ghost, and he's here to get me, and I guess I deserve it. And I think that we get in that headspace pretty easily. We feel things that are not true, but we believe the feelings, especially when that feeling tells you you should be afraid and it's probably your fault. Probably you did this in some way. So that's where these guys are. It's, they're screaming. It's a ghost. Let's pick it up. Verse uh, 22, uh, 25. Shortly before dawn. Oh, yeah, we already read that part. Sorry. Uh, it's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. Verse 27, but Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Okay, so, um, and then after that, that's when Peter says, hey, if it's you, let me come out and walk to you on the water, and he does, and then the waves, and then he sinks, and then Jesus picks him up, puts him in the boat, and then the wind stops. Immediately the storm is over, and they reach the shore. Great ending to the story. But Jesus says to them, take courage, and what that, that little phrase means, cheer up, it's me. He says, cheer up. So like, here's what, let's just kind of do the tally. What their feelings were telling them was, everything is terrible, we are doomed, and Jesus is a ghost out to get me, because I'm sure we deserve it in some way. Here's the reality of the situation. Jesus is actually bending the laws of physics to come and help you. My feelings tell me, I did something, I'm doomed, and I'm in trouble, and I probably deserve it. The reality is, Jesus is doing amazing things you have no idea about, and he's right there. So, I believe some wacky things that mess me up, but I also know some true things. I feel things that are not true, which means, and this is super important, so I'm going to say it twice, there are things that are truer than my feelings. I feel a lot of things that are not true, which means there are things that are truer than my feelings. They felt like we are doomed and Jesus is out to get us. And the truth was, Jesus is bending the laws of physics to come and help you, and this storm is almost over. There are things that are truer than my feelings. I, I feel some wacky stuff. I know some true stuff. So what do I do when stuff goes sideways and I start feeling really afraid and really freaked out and especially that it's my fault? Okay. I've been thinking about this a lot this week. And here's what I think. And I'm going to break this down. But I think that we need to become like TSA agents for our feelings. Like the guys at the airport. The guys and the gals at the airport that tell all the rules of what can go on this plane and what can't go on this plane. I want you to think about your day, and I'm going to think about my day in the same way. Think about your day like a journey that you're going on, like a, like a, a trip you're going to take on an airplane. And as you get on the plane, there's somebody that has read the rules and has the authority to say, that is not getting on this bird right here. And that's what we are going to have to do. Uh, three, I think it was, was it three years ago that we went to Spain? I'm talking to you. Okay. I couldn't remember how many years ago it was. Three years ago, Thomas and I went to Spain and, and we were going to be there for a week and a half. And, 
And, and Thomas and I make this little, uh, we make this, we record this little podcast every week. And so we were going to be together. I don't think the Pope listens to it, but who knows? But um, we make this little show every week. And so we were like, let's make one while we're over there. So we brought this little digital recording device, which um, if you've never seen it, it looks exactly like a taser. Like it just does. It looks exactly like a taser. So when we arrive in Spain and they're putting Thomas's bag through that x-ray thing, all of a sudden they pull his, him out of the line. And they're just like, hey, KSS, you know? And, and Thomas is like, I know it looks bad. <laughs> you know, and so he's trying to tell this guy, this is a machine for recording a radio show. And it's like, it's not a taser, you know? And, but it's like, this guy decides what goes on and what does not go on. And I think we have to do that for our feelings every day as we go into the journey of our day. So I was reading the TSA rules. And just to find out, like, what can go on the bird and what can't. And that was really a fun little trip, and you should do it sometime. Like, one of the things I found out is, uh, even if it's, on the, uh, if it's on the check baggage or carry-on, you can bring your yoga mat, which is good. You can bring your Xbox. Apparently, you can bring your antlers. I didn't know that. But you can, you can put them in the check bag, or you can bring them right onto the plane. Just like, grab, hey, these are my antlers, and I've looked at the, the list, and I can bring them. You can bring your lightsaber. So if you were just wondering, like, can I bring my lightsaber? Yes. Checked, carry on, great. There's some things you can, you can only check, you can't carry on. Your bowling pins. You cannot, you are not bringing those bowling pins on this bird. That's not, you cannot bring your crowbar onto the plane. You gotta check that mug. For some reason, your magic eight ball, mm-mm. You gotta check the magic eight. And I was thinking about this and I was like, maybe it's one of those deals where like, like somebody in, your, in the row next to you is like, you think, you think the, this pilot's gonna land the plane? You're like, outlook not good. Like, they just wanna keep the morale up or something. I don't know why you can't bring your magic eight ball. You, you can't bring your nunchucks, which I'm like, that makes sense. I've watched the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We don't need to have those on the plane. And there's some things that you cannot bring. You can't check them. You can't bring them on the plane. Gasoline, no. That's not going anywhere. I don't know if you guys have ever seen, like, at, um, in England at Christmas, they have these little things. That it, looks like a, it looks like a present. And, like, I grab one end, you grab the other end, we pull it, and it pops apart, and there's, like, candy, and, and there's, like, little paper hats and stuff in there. You can't have those at all. And I don't know how they get from England to here. Because we have them. You can just go buy them. But you cannot take them on the plane, checked or otherwise. And you cannot, you cannot bring your recreational oxygen. And I have to be honest when I read that, when I was like, I know people have like medical oxygen. What's recreational oxygen? Like, I just want this with me, man. Like, I had no idea what that was. But whatever it is, you cannot bring it on the bird. It's not going on there. So look, and here's my thing with TSA agents. They're not superheroes. They're not stronger than anybody else. They don't have machine guns, anything like that. They just have read the rules, and they will tell you that's not going on this plane. That's it. That's what they've got. I think the thing that we are going to have to do, number one, is I'm going to have to get my tail in this book and find out what's truer than my feelings. That's thing number one. And I need to get a whole big old bag of those things. True stuff. I need to get my tail in here and find out what is truer than my feelings. And then, like a TSA agent, after, after having read the list, I'm going to give authority to that stuff. 
and not my feelings. Does that make sense? So stuff start, starts going sideways. You start having a terrible time. You don't know which way is up. And one of the first things you're going to feel is I'm all alone in the middle of this. And you need to be like a TSA agent and say to that feeling, you're not getting on this plane. I am not alone. Okay, because I know, because Jesus said it in Matthew 28, 20, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I may feel like I'm alone. I've got something that's truer than my feelings. Amen? Amen. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6 says, God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? That's a whole lot truer than my feelings are. And I need to have that bad boy in my backpack and ready to say, you are not getting on this plane. You are not alone. You are not alone. You may feel like it, but you're not. I might feel like in the middle of a, having a terrible time, I might feel like I am, I am doomed by the randomness of this universe that's out to get me. Life is out of control and I am doomed. That is a thing that I have felt. That is a thing that you may feel. You may feel it this week, but it does not need to get on the plane with you because it is not true. We got stuff that's truer than that. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11 says, In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. I am not doomed by the randomness of a universe out to get me. I am right in the center of, of him who's working out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. That's good news. And it's truer than my feelings. Romans 8, 28 says, And we know that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. I need to have that ready. Because if I feel like I am, I am somehow doomed by the randomness of this universe and everything's out of control, I've got to be able to say, you're not getting on this plane. That's not true. I've got something truer than my feelings. And if Jesus is obscured for me, if I think Jesus is out to get me because I'm somehow being punished for something that I did, that I somehow deserve this, then I've got to be able to say to my feelings, Romans 8.1 says, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I am not being punished and you're not getting on this plane with me. I need to be able to say that. I've got to have that stuff in my back pocket. That John chapter 5, verse 24, Jesus said, He who hears my words and believes him who sent me already has eternal life, will not come into judgment, but has already crossed over from death to life. I am not being judged. I am not being condemned. you got to take those shoes off. You're not getting on this plane. I've got to be able to do that stuff. And there's tons of them. I mean, Psalm 103 and, and Jeremiah 31 and Colossians chapter 2 and, and Hebrews chapter 8, they're everywhere. i got to get my tail in here and find some stuff that's truer than my feelings so that I can tell my feelings, you're not coming with me today. I may feel something, but I've got something truer than my feelings. Okay, so I've done this thing, which is I have made a, um, I've made a little starter pack for everybody. And I asked Ian to put a, it's a PDF, and I had him put it on our church website. If you go to c3oakridge.org, and then you click on devotionals, there's a link that says Ghostbusters. <laughs> and I thought that was fun. <laughs> because who are you going to call? You, I mean, I had to say it. <laughs> had to do it. And you can go find that and you can print it out. If you don't know those verses, it's a little starter pack of stuff that's truer than stuff that you feel all the time. You are not alone. 
You are not doomed by the randomness of some out-of-control universe. And, and Jesus is not punishing you. He is not getting you back. You are not being judged or condemned. We have got to be the people who say to our own feelings, I know I feel this way, and that's real. I know it's real, but it's not necessarily true. And I've got to get some stuff that's truer than my feelings. I've got to know it, I've got to get it, and I've got to give it the authority in my day. Amen? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this morning, for, for the fact that you are not out to get us. And even though we feel like sometimes the stuff that's happening in our life, we, it must be because we deserve it. It must be because we're being punished for something. We're not. We feel like we're alone. We're not. We feel like the world is out of control. It is not. Help us, Lord. Help us to get good at telling our feelings. I, I know I feel you, but you are not real. <laughs> You are not true. I've got something truer. I've got something sweeter. I've got something better. Lord, help us get good at this. Help us to get good at it this week. We love you and we thank you for the truth. It's in your name we pray. Amen. I am lost. I know not where I run or where I walk. Been strung out on this road for far too long.
bought me, I am home forevermore. You love me though, I still run out the door. I am yours. You bought me, I am broken, but it's me that you have chosen. Sons and we are daughters, we are free. 